This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who, which is where every single Sunday <laughs> you get a whole other says who. Yep. If you are a $5 a month supporter, we call it quarantine Sunday, but I don't know what either of those words mean anymore. Patreon.com slash says who. Now listen. Whoa. I I need to talk to you about books. I really need to talk to you about it because listen, you guys, your old friend Maureen, she's writing a book and it's, it's going tough. So you'd be doing a real solid if you went out and picked up a couple copies of Truly Devious, now, I don't want you to spend much money. I don't want you to spend money at all, to be honest with you. <laughs> but say you wanted to do it. Barnes & Noble, they're at every cafe. And with any any cafe, listen to me. Listen to what I'm saying. With any cafe purchase, Barnes & Noble, you get it for $5. They're right there. They'll just give you one. Not going in. Who is? It's $5 with any book purchase on BN.com. And of course, it's always free at the library. And it's always extra special if you buy it from your local independent bookseller. But my God, you guys would be doing me a solid. <laughs> Speaking of solids, oh, how about solid things that you can get in the mail? From merch.sayswhopodcast.com, where we have a whole line of solid things that we will send you, like our brand new set of Thicky Checks and his All Dinosaur Orchestra merchandise. Mugs, hoodies, tote bags. It is hoodie weather, Maureen Johnson, it here really in is. Chicago. And I hoodie weather is my favorite time of year so i am excited for a thicky checks hoodie as are a lot of people who have ordered them so enjoy them when they arrive that's so those solid things that you will get in the mail merch solids that says who podcast.com we've got solids i like that it was good how you did the solids but it's about checks it's funny hmm you know, like solid pat patterns, checked pattern. Oh, whoa. Okay. That's yeah. more than my brain has in okay. me right now. So I don't have any, I don't have anything like Dan's, that. Dan's deep brain is on it. All right, Dan. Um, I passed hey, the check. Hang, hang on. Hang on. Yep. Can you just hang on? Oh, hey, yep. do you have the crayons that you need? You need. The, the teacher said you needed a red and a, a, a hang on Maureen you needed a red okay. and, hold on a second yeah okay. I um I'm sorry I I've been on hold for like 15 minutes but okay. uh, ho hold on Maureen okay oh, yep, yep. It's, it's just no hold on put your shirt down can you put okay. your shirt I'm sorry down. yeah the, my bank account isn't uh, connecting and I'm not can I, I'm not Maureen what I, was I supposed to take my uh, shirt off no, no, I'm not talking. I'm talking to the kid and I'm also talking to a bank and I'm okay. also talking to you and it's all fine. Did the bank have their shirt off? The, the bank said, I don't know what their fucking problem is. They can't see my bank account. That's their one goddamn job. 
Oh, no, I'm not. I'm sorry. No, not to you. Uh, but I, you are not seeing my bank account, and you're. I'm not seeing your bank account. No, you. I don't want you to see my bank. No, I do want you to see my. Hold on. Can you, you do or you don't just, want me to can see Can you bank sit account? on your? Can you just sit on your bottom, please? Yep. Yep. Just on. Got your, it. Can okay. Just sit on your bottom, please. Got it. I'm okay, it. Maureen. We should just do. It's is not going to get any better. We should just I'm, do this. I am sitting on my bottom. No, not you. It, so. Oh. Oh. Do you want my shirt on or off? I'm really confused. Welcome to Says Who, the podcast that isn't a podcast. It's a coping strategy. I am Dan Sinker. And I'm Maureen Johnson. I made a critical error today, Maureen Johnson. I tried to actually do work while on my Zoom kindergarten shift. Sounds smart. Sounds smart. You know how sometimes you do work and everything just works out and it's really easy? And then there's all the other times? Yes. I know about the other times. Yeah. I... Turns out that you can really only multitask during a Zoom kindergarten class if you have the rare day that everything works fine work-wise. Mm. I did not have that day today. And I am like, I'm like one gigantic, like, nerve of anxiety now. That's how I am. How are you, Maureen Johnson? Well- it sounds like someone needs some good news. I do. Give me you some want, good I, news. There's good news? I didn't oh, even yeah. know that was a thing. I didn't Dan. know that was possible. Yep. I have good news. Wow. Are good. you ready? Yeah. Yeah, this is... Yes. Bring it. Good okay. news. Let's hear it. I don't have COVID. Hey, good job. That's great news. You want to know how I know? I do. I do want to know how you know. Because I was tested. You want to know why I was tested? Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, yes. Now, it's not the reason you're thinking. Okay. You're I thinking <laughs> maybe that I felt sick and got tested. I'm not sick. Okay. That's not why I got tested for COVID. Good. Okay. See, I got tested for COVID because I was already there. And I said, while I'm here... You might as well stick a thing up my nose and put a thing in my arm. Can I just a uh, clarifying question here? Yep. I was already there. Yep. Where is there in that sentence? Ah, now you're asking the right question, Stan. Um, at urgent care. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, hey, Maureen. Yep. Why? You know, were you Dan, at urgent care? Dan, I can tell you're a reporter because you're asking all the right questions. You really are. Um, so I was being safe. I think that that's the important part we need to establish the story with is the reason okay. I was at urgent care is because I was being safe about things. You, you see, Dan. Being, okay. Yes. Yeah. You see, I I have long hair. Okay. And okay. Um, I haven't. Where my, I thought. Yeah, I've long hair. It's pretty it's it's actually quite long. Um I haven't gotten it cut since January. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so normally I have it cut every three months or so because when you have long hair, the ends get really thin and they can snag and break and knot and they get, sure. you just have to kind of keep them clean. And I have been periodically trimming my hair with a tiny pair of embroidery scissors, just taking the tips off, uh, which mm-hmm. I did last week, partially out of nervousness while yeah, we were recording. We discussed that. Yeah. Well, Dan, after that conversation, I had a oh, brainstorm. Oh, oh. I said, I should not be trimming my hair with little tiny embroidery scissors. They don't work mm. very well. Oh, I should just order a pair of proper hair cutting scissors. So that's okay. what I did. Mm-hmm. So they came. Mm-hmm. They came in a nice case. Surprisingly Ooh. high quality for not much money. You get a nice case. Okay. And so I was like, yes. Now I can cut this little knot out of the tip of my hair and just one nice big cut. Like one a nice even snip. Yeah. Like a nice straight sure. line. What so, could go wrong? I open it up, I go march into the bathroom, and I measure it out with the comb, and then I do that thing where you run your fingers down it and you pinch it in place, and then I slide the Mm -hmm. scissors alongside of it. Now, here's the thing, then. Mm -hmm. That that was fine. The sliding the gesture was fine. Just the very, very tip of the scissors lightly grazed my knuckle, or so Mm. it appeared. But as I closed the scissors, I've had them for 30 seconds. What I did, I see what happened here is I heard, I, I felt a strange sensation and I went, mm. hmm, hmm, that was, hmm, something's happened there. And I looked down, Dan, and what I'd done was, yeah, it, it, yeah I cut the skin entirely off my knuckle on the left hand. Oh. Like it, it was gone. Like I, well, it was kind of flat back, but it was like a, a surprisingly large, not quite as big as a dime, but not like the half the size of it. Like it, it, most of the skin of the knuckle was simply gone. Yeah. And um, when I looked, it was one of those things where you look down and as my mom said, when you look at a cut and it's winking at you, you know, you've done a thing. So uh, much like the type time I was making Dole Whips and Trump was talking and I, yeah. you know, slammed my hand down. Um and this was the day after we got some terrible news, which I believe was Friday night. I don't know yeah. what time is anymore. Um, but I think I was just, you know, like uh, trying to do something constructive. And what I did was cut all the skin off my knuckle on my left hand. And so I was like, huh. And what I said to Oscar was, hey, come here, look at this. <laughs> <laughs> and he, his response from the other room was, do you need to go to urgent care? Because he knows that when I say a question like that, all he needed oh, so to hear. He didn't he need to witness and he did no. not come in and say it. He said nope. it from the other room. Yep. Oh, good. That's how that's how well because when he when you hear this from me, ha, hey, come here and look at this. It means something has happened. <laughs> so good. that's good. So um immediately blood started shooting out of it, like mm. bleh, like purple. I had described it as burbling. And so I was like, yeah. oh, I gotta wrap this up. So I immediately grabbed the toilet, wrap it around. And I held it up and I put pressure on it and I, and I, and then I took a little peek at it and I was like, I looked at it for a minute. I'm like, I'm not going to be able to close that one on my own. I could try, but it's not going to happen. I have gauze and things, but it was one of those things you look at and go, yeah, I've done a lot of home surgery stuff and home wound care since this all started, but this one I'm not going to be able to close. And I had an injury to my foot, which I, which I, 
basically nudged closed on my own for three weeks in the beginning. Mm -hmm. I dealt with the cut on my eye, but this one, and I was like, but we're in good shape here. New York is doing pretty well. And the city MD is actually like a, a, a very safe place to go if you have to go now. Okay. So, um, so it's actually, it's not like in the beginning, nothing would have been worth it except like if I, like this was a case of like blood loss where I was like, if I don't get this thing closed, I'm going to lose a lot of blood. So I go over and I'm like, do, 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 do. And he's like, it's a little chilly out. And I was like, yep, I'll change my clothes. So I have my hand up and I put some warmer clothes on because I'm just wearing some shorts and stuff because I don't think I'm going anywhere. So I like no. pull up some sweatpants, sure. I pull on a sweatshirt and I'm like, all right, I'll be back in a few. <laughs> you know, and I walk over <laughs> to urgent care and honestly, Dad, it felt good. It was just nice to be going somewhere different. And <laughs> it was a beautiful morning. And I was like, this is fun. Like, this is just something new. It's just something new, something new to do. Um, so I went in and I sat there and they came in and they looked at it and they're like, yep. Well, that's a, uh, yep. Okay. Well, we're going to try to glue that shut. And Ooh. I just watched it. I was like, because they, what they did is it was too big. You couldn't stitch it because of where it is. It's the actual directly on the knuckle. Right. So they kind of put the flat back down, cleaned it, and then they put glue all around it to try to seal it. And then they wrapped it up and they're like, okay. Then they like, so I'm looking at my finger now. So it's got gauze all wrapped around. I change it all the time. It has to be changed. And then it's in a finger splint. So I can't bend my finger for at least a week or get it oh, wet. Good. So. This is during a time of fairly intense hand washing. Um, and also I type and I'm on a deadline. So I have a like an immobilized hand I can't wa like wash really well. Yeah. But I, while I was there, I was like, look, since I'm in the chair, let's do this thing. And so, uh, you know, I, I got the zoop up the nose. It's not too bad. Swab to the dome. It's not too bad. Everyone like it stings for a second and then it's fine. It's really not a big deal. And I got my results back really quite quickly. I got them yesterday. I was tested on Saturday. So some good turnaround times. And I tested negative negative in both. So I, I consider it a win-win. You, it's just a, that is the feel-good story of the week. I know, tell you right? that. Yeah. Just full of good feelings now. I'm glad. Your fingers uh, on the men. You know, I did that once oh, to my there's, pinky There's blood finger. on my phone. There's, oh, I really, I legitimately just looked at my phone. Oh, that's, oh, good. I see. I went around. I had to clean up all the blood, but I guess some got on my phone case that I just noticed. Anyway, sorry to interrupt. I, uh, I did that to my pinky finger. What is it? My little finger when I was like 20 and was cleaning a glass and shattered the glass in my hand and Oof. managed to really right along the knuckle and yeah full flap at that point i did not have uh any money and was not going to urgent care so i just sort of paper toweled that thing together for a long time and uh now have a little scar on that finger that's like a little smile it's a little smile on the <laughs> knuckle yeah yeah, this but is also a didn't time get infected. I felt very proud of myself for that. Yeah, you don't want to get any infections right now. Like you, I was like, I, this one, I just, it's a lot of blood's coming out of this. So, you know, I'm just going to need them to seal this one up. So I've been keeping it real clean. I'm the daughter of a nurse. I have always have proper gauze, proper tape, 
proper betadine. You know, this thing is clean. You're so, ready. You're set. Yeah. You're so set. Dead. Well, that was good. That was some good news. Thanks for everyone for listening to Says Who. Your good news stop. We'll see you next week with more good news. Well, Dan, I, it didn't really end there because later I had to really get to work and I wasn't sure I was going to do that with my one hand. It's not working. And I quick called my parents to see how they were. And I was like, now from this point on, I need a nice normal day. And I got my father on the phone and I was like, okay, everything good. You got your groceries. All right, blah, blah. And then he says to me, hey, did I ever tell you I was kidnapped as a child? Excuse me. Yep. What? Just saying, that's what he said to me. And I said, had, no. Had he ever told you that he'd been kidnapped no. as a child? No, oh. and this was apropos of nothing. Hmm. This was in response to, okay, the groceries are good. Well, good. It's perfect. I did inquire. Did Yeah, I was going to say, did you yeah. perhaps I pursue asked, a asked. line of questioning there? Now, here's the thing. When I investigated a little, when I probed this story a little bit, I got to call bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> His kidnapping was, my dad grew up in kind of a, like he was a little bit of a street kid. Um, like he really didn't have like a super good home life and kind of, he, yeah, like my dad really did not have, but he was five or so and some neighborhood kids apparently just like was a little neighborhood kid scuffle and a bunch of kids like kind of hoisted him up and took him away for a couple hours. Just like took him. They're like, we're just taking Ray. And they took him and then his cousin came and got him. So I was like, that's not kidnapping. But like, you know, it's not great, but it's still not kidnapping. As you told that story in my head, it played out as an episode of the Little Rascals, kind of in black and white. Yeah, like I was like, "What did they do to you?" And he's like, "They just kind of make like I was just in their house." It's like, hmm. I think that most people would have call that invited over to a neighbor was, kid. I think it was like a little. It, it wasn't great. Like it was yeah. like bad in the sense that you shouldn't go around taking five-year-olds if you're no. a kid and then just like Generally stashing speaking. them. But like, I think they were just like, yeah, we, like he's in our house. Yeah. But he didn't say that. He said, I got kidnapped. Sure. You know, he does he's going this. through he some does stuff. This. He does this a lot. <laughs> Perfect. But the good news is you don't have COVID. I totally don't. Or That's I did good. on Saturday. Glad about that. Thank you. I had an allergy attack so bad on Sunday. I sneezed for approximately 11 hours. And then I passed out at about nine o'clock at night and slept for uh, a solid 10. And I woke up in the morning and I was like, oh, I wonder if I have COVID. And then I realized that it was just allergies. But it was one of those moments now that it's... it's I remember in the spring, because I had a lot of spring allergies. And so there was always that moment of, is this allergies or is this COVID? And uh, now I get to play that game again here in the fall. Yeah. It's not a good game. Yeah, you know, it's... um. 
it's that nice time of year when everything gets, uh, you know, kind of juicy and breezy yeah. and, you know, like everything is very yummy out. <sighs> you know, I feel, like, I feel like you've had some sort of uh, short circuit in adjectives. Mm. Mm-hmm. Juicy and yummy. Neither yep. of those are descriptors for October, Ball? as far as I know. It's not October yet, Dan. Don't say that. I guess it's not. It's not. I don't, know what. don't say it's this. Not. You're right. You're right. How dare, how dare you? <laughs> wow, that was a very visceral reaction. Dan? <laughs> Do you have deadlines before October, Dan, by chance? <laughs> I'm I have, wondering. You know what? Dan, things are not going as well as they could be, and I think we'll need to talk about it some point. Uh-oh. <laughs> Sounds good. Would you like to talk about how another country is fucked? Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, I know that all of this is an elaborate way of delaying the fact that we need to talk about just how fucked we are, but sure. All right, you know what? It's just that obviously a really big thing happened this week. And, you know, like, we all know about it. We don't like it. And... Tell me about another country. All right. Do we want to just it... do do the thing and then I can tell you about how another country fucked up? Will that be better? I mean, it's all... It's all a Band-Aid rip, right? Let's... Okay, let's do the, the... Let's, let's do the thing... We're talking about the fact that um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away on Friday. Yeah. Um, I should have, you know, I, I don't mean to bring me into this, but like I remember I had turned my internet off to work for four hours, but my phone was going zing, zing. And you know, it's like, I should, I know now that if it buzzings more than three times, that it means there's like a news thing, but I yeah. didn't pick it up right away. So then I walked over and was like, oh, oh. So. Yeah, it was also at a moment where I was not on my phone. And uh, it was a little bit in where I suddenly looked and it was like, oh, oh, oh. oh. Not great. No. I mean, tremendously sad. It's before any of it, she was a, you know, she was a fucking amazing warrior of rights and you know was has a legacy that is incredible and it is tremendously sad to see her go right like that is a one but the timing ain't great not her fault not no not her fault in the least it's just just, like uh, i just felt like saying that out loud like yeah no 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 not 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 anywhere in the least not that you were saying it. I don't know why. I was just like, it's just not. No, it's okay. It's good. Good to re- reiterate. Definitely not her fault. Um, but boy, oh boy. Not not the thing that uh, I think anyone wants to be dealing with here in the not October part of the month. And certainly we have found out a lot about just the depths of shitbaggery. Just the utter depths of shitbaggery. 
I mean, it's not so much that we found out. It's that right, we had right. yet another opportunity to have it confirmed. Like, how deep is this trench? Oh, it's real deep. It, yeah, for it those goes of you all the that, way through the earth. Yeah, for those of you that have maybe been unconscious for the last... And bless you if you have. Five years, and man, that sounds good. Oh. oh. Nice. If I had a time machine, that's what I'd do. I'd just go back in time and knock myself in the head real hard. That's all. Dan, what are you doing? Here we are, September 22nd, six weeks pretty much to the day uh, before Election Day. And uh, there is now an open seat that they are scrambling in an almost cartoonish fashion to fill. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Yeah. The thing to me is like... I'm not surprised. There are a lot of people who are like, well, what hypocrites? Here's, you know, seven million different times that people said that you shouldn't do this and now they're doing it. You know, these folks have revealed themselves to be who they are repeatedly over the last four years. But it does seem remarkably crass and ghoulish to not even wait for the body to be in the fucking ground. I mean... (sighs) Can I, but Dan, hmm? this is, this is a real dumb way of, of running things, isn't it? Like, <laughs> yes. I mean, this is. <laughs> Which way? I mean, this system is dumb. Like it, 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 if everything, we made it so that an 87 year old woman with pancreatic cancer had to hang on tooth and claw to try to keep the ship straight. Yeah. Like, lifetime appointments to like it's it's nuts. <laughs> yes. It's not a good system. No. It's uh, uh, there are multiple parts of this system that make no sense. And certainly giving lifetime appointments to people in a in a fashion that has become only more and more polarized over time uh, seems remarkably boneheaded now. The electoral college, lifetime appointments. There are lots of things where like, you know what? Maybe these were good ideas at the time, perhaps. Who knows? Yeah, that a state of 33 million people gets the same number of senators as a state of 500,000 people. You know, I mean, there are any number of dumbass things that have become real clear and apparent. Yeah. I had a lot of dis- like despairing conversations with friends that night. Yeah. Who were really kind of like for a couple hours look were kind of lost like kind of I guess it's game over. And then a couple hours later, they were like, that was a, you know, temporary grief response of like, no, of course it's not game over because it's never been game over. It's never, it's not a game. Like it's, right. you know, 
I guess ask every black person ever, like if they were like, it's game. They're like, no, it's not a game and it's not over. Like we've been doing this work for a long time. So yeah. welcome to our world. Right. The game is fucking rigged. Yeah. That doesn't mean it's over. But it's it sure doesn't mean that it uh, doesn't suck. You know, oh, it, sucks. it is it is it is deeply suck. Deeply suck. Well, <laughs> it's just silence. <laughs> just staring off into the middle distance there for a minute. I will tell you that night, um, you know, both Janice and I were sort of floored by it. And we uh, we did we made a, a very good decision, which was we just need to watch something loud and dumb right now. Mm. And man, we watched Pacific Rim. And it was great for loud and dumb giant robots beating up on giant monsters. It's a good thing to do. It was a good thing to do. It was I, I, I think I would have really gone round the bend had we not sort of called that audible. I was uh, I was supposed to work because I I balance like running home stuff and admin stuff and helping Oscar because he has to like run meetings from our living room. So I was supposed to work Friday night. That didn't like at some point we have to talk about how to do things right now. Uh Oh, got my hand over my eyes. <laughs> but Dan, so, um, in the other, you know, we have passed the 200,000 uh, death mark on the coronavirus. And the actual numbers are probably much higher. Um, so, you know. Yeah. Um, listen. This is the thing about that, Maureen. It, uh, yeah. it appears that it is now the Midwest's turn in the barrel. This is where I'm at. After the Northeast last spring and the South and Southwest this fall, where our numbers keep crawling up. Not Illinois so much, but... Uh, Wisconsin, the Dakotas, Iowa, they're all shooting up, driven largely by college outbreaks, which who would have known? Who could have possibly guessed that shit? Nobody. 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 Nobody could have known. Nobody could have known. Yeah, the big drivers right now are colleges and uh, and other schools. And do you know the thing that I learned today, Maureen Johnson, reading no. the New York Times? There is no federal requirement to collect COVID data from schools. <laughs> and that each state and even within the states, it can be down to individual school districts uh, have made decisions whether or not they are reporting that shit. So we literally have patchy data at best on how many children that we have sent back into buildings actually have COVID. It's great. The good news is we're six weeks from election day, Maureen. Okay, you know what, Dan? And you know what next week is? The very first debate. Which, which night is the debate? Tuesday night, the 29th. So that's fun. It's fun. It's good. We're getting into the real good part, Maureen. 
so what are we going to do next week, Dan? Are we going to watch it and and kind of talk to each other through it? Or we... <laughs> uh, we might want to delay an episode, uh, or, or just by a day. I mean, because typically, says Uvians, we record on a Tuesday, which would mean we would not have any reaction, which maybe is better for our own sanity. What is this debate going to look like? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Honestly, this might be the craziest shit that has ever happened. (laughs) (laughs) I think it is. I'll tell you what right now, Dan. Go. Yeah. I'm getting we're getting takeout that night and we're getting motherfucking ice cream because. (laughs) (laughs) Well earned. Yeah. We're getting ice cream. We're getting fucking ice cream. Get a lot. A couple of gallons. Like one nice ice cream, just a nice ice cream, a little, maybe a little ice cream sundae. We can make it home and eat it while we sit there and watch the craziest shit that has ever happened. (laughs) It's like I try to imagine it and I just, my brain just is static. I mean, I know that I can just say the craziest shit that's ever happened. We all understand why, but I want to say, kind of out loud why it's it's gonna be the craziest shit that's ever happened <laughs> it's it ah it's just fuzz is he going to just walk off which one when I, you say uh, he there i'm gonna need you to clarify uh, biden will never walk off he'll stand biden there should walk off he should but he won't like he would just stand there biden should just say you know what? I don't need to take this shit and walk off the stage. He should drop the fucking S-bomb. Rip the mic off. Walk off stage. What is this? Dan, seriously, what is this going to look like? What is it going to look like, Dan? (laughs) You're asking me like I can tell you, but I'm trying to express to you that literally... In my head, when I try to picture it, it's just static. There's just how, fuzz. I can't even picture it in my head. It doesn't exist. It? There's just a blank there. All right. Hold on. I'm looking it up now because... Dan? Dan? I don't know. I'm looking it up. Debate. Got this big metal fucking thing on my finger. <laughs> it's all the wrong key. Oh, god damn it. Some debate. Uh, all right, let's see here. God damn it. What to know about them? Oh, debates. Okay. All right. It is. It's going to be at Case Western in Cleveland. It's going to be 9 to 10 30. Mm. Um, the nonpartisan commission on president. The moderator is going to be Chris Wallace of Fox News Sunday. Susan Page of USA Today, Steve Scully of C-SPAN, and Kristen Welker of NBC. Fun. Unlike in years past, there's only one moderator in each debate. Right. Uh, yeah, Chris Wallace okay. is this is this one. Okay, if I'm so not mistaken. The first one between them is the 29th. The second one between them is the 15th, and the third one between them is the 22nd. Yeah, and, and I think one the pres- seventh is uh, the, the is vice the presidential. Yeah. Um, there are three of these. 
there's no way he's going to all three of them down. There is absolutely no way, right? Right? Or is he? Dan, what's going to happen? Is he going to go to all three of them? <laughs> Dan, is he? Dan, tell me. Come on, just tell me. I mean, already... After spending the entire summer basically trying to say that Joe Biden is sort of a enfeebled man with dementia, uh, they have decided because he is now actually making appearances and he's clearly neither of those things, not that he was before. Uh, they are now deciding that what they should do is say that he's taking some sort of drug that makes him lucid and uh, capable. I think it was might have been Dojo most recently said that he takes a shot in the ass uh, <laughs> and then for two we- two hours is able to function. Hey! <laughs> oh, no. Hey! Are you hey, Amy Carter's shoe. Uh, we were. Yeah, we were. We are. Are you looking forward to the debates, Amy Carter's yeah. shoe? I bet you gonna, are. Oh, it's going to be hot. Are you uh are you gonna are you gonna go to Case Western or are you watching from home? I'm gonna go. Whoa. I'm hoping for a clear podium. I don't not sure I know what that means. Uh, see through a podium. Oh, 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 you meant that literally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Shot in the ass <laughs> and you're to blame. Sudden but it's dong. He's my game. Oh, God. <laughs> he's got big balls oh, no. and he's not too blame. I say, but it's dumb. He's my game. Oh, you're not even just, you're not even dancing around anything. That's you're just. Gonna... Yay. <laughs> Shot in the ass. Oh, oh my. Dan. Dan. Yeah. Dan, what is this going to be like? Is he going to do the thing where he did, you know, with Hillary Clinton, where he stalked her around the stage like a I mean, a I would weirdo assume, on the subway? Like, one of the things that I don't know is what are the COVID-related regulations here? Like, the, yeah, I mean, I certainly think about when he was absolutely kind of stalking behind Hillary Clinton at all times. He was sort of like looming behind her. I don't think that they are. I can't imagine that they will have staging that is sort of as freewheeling as that. That was a town hall, if I'm not mistaken, which usually is more of a like you're on a stool and then you get up and you walk around while you talk to the various people that ask you questions. But um, both uh, both Trump and Joe Biden did town halls last week with CNN. And uh, Joe Biden did a drive through, which was pretty cool. Well, everyone in cars and and Donald Trump did one in a theater where they had the people asking questions up on the like balcony level, all of mm-hmm. them masked. And he sort of basically said that everyone was chicken. <laughs> for wearing a mask and not coming closer to him. Um, though one would assume that they agreed to that staging. And uh, yeah, it was, it, he, he was a little wacky, but that was where they came up with this idea that Joe Biden's getting some sort of drug because um, he was fully lucid. He was able to answer questions at length, including a lengthy discussion about the different types of vaccines and how they work. Um, 
it led, I think it was Bill O'Reilly to say that he thought that the questions had been shared with, with Biden in advance, despite the fact that I would assume if I was running for president and was prepping for a town hall, I would have uh, boned up significantly on answers around the coronavirus and the economy, which seems to be where they think he was cheating by knowing answers to those things. It's going to be weird. To answer your question, Maureen, it's going to be weird. Dan? <laughs> I think... How dare you? I what? What? I thought even what? I wait. How dare me? How dare you? What are you? What am I daring me about? What? I know what takeout we're gonna get. Okay, but wait. Can we go back to the whole "how dare you" part? How dare you? What? First of all, what? let me tell you. What? Let me let me tell you what takeout we're gonna get. There is okay. an excellent. Italian restaurant near here is like real proper red sauce. Like it's when we uh, when we got married, and my English family came over to meet my American family for the first. Like it was the first time we went to one of these big plate. Like is in the East Village. You sit at a round table and y'all have like Parmesan together. It was real fun. I look back on it so fondly. It was so great to see everybody. Dan, remember that kind of thing. Anyway. I'm going to get a big bowl of their rigatoni with red sauce. Oh, mm. like, like some well, some basil. In, it's real simple. It's like something you can basically make yourself. But this place, they just make a real good sauce. It's yeah. one of those things that like you start thinking about like a big bowl of their rigatoni and sauce. You're like, oh, that would taste real good. So that's what I'm going to get for dinner. And then we're going to get ice cream or cake. And I'm not sure which. Dude, fuck it. How? Both. How dare you? But I didn't How? do anything. You won't tell me what's going to happen, Dan, and nobody knows. And I am upset because I don't understand. I mean, it was going to be a shit show if that's the question. This was How is it going? Like what is going to happen is going to be a shit show. Dan, this was like when I was reading Breaking Dawn and I was trying to figure out how the vampire baby was going to come out and the vampire baby started eating Bella from the inside and then all kinds of things happened. And I was like, what is happening? And I'm no shade on that book. It's just I couldn't figure out what was happening with the vampire baby. And this is how I feel about it, Dan, because I don't understand. Are you saying that there's the possibility that one of them is going to be eaten from the inside out by a vampire baby? Because that is... Far more interesting to me than what I, I think is going to happen. Dan, okay, let's run through. Let's okay, let's run through the real possibilities, okay? Because Dan, I am sick of you not telling me, and I'm angry at you for it. And how dare you? Okay, <laughs> well, okay. I am upset about this. Dan. I am upset that no one will tell me what is going on. <laughs> <laughs> The big problem with time is that it's linear. Dan! <laughs> All right. Very real possibility one, most likely, is that Trump basically just sits there the whole time doing that little weird sneer going, no, it's you. No, I did great. I did great. And that's like an hour and a half of him just saying, of interrupting, and they're just interrupting each other. 
And then he says he does great. With mm-hmm. a few real boners in there where he just. Oh. Hey! Wait, who are you? <coughs> it makes me cough. <coughs> Trying to do that. It was just that you said boners and it felt like if there was ever an opportunity. Ten. Possibility number two. Mm-hmm. Trump walks off. Yeah. I mean, it's not likely, but it's not impossible, right? I definitely don't think he does all three of them. Or maybe. Yeah, I would. I would. I think it's a possibility that he doesn't do all three of them. That he's like, yeah. it's a sham and I'm just, you know. I could see him insisting if they continue the Biden is doping to perform well at a debate that I could see them sort of insisting for the second debate that that not that he doesn't take some sort of performance enhancing drug and then he still does fine. And then they they refuse the third because he won't stop doping. Right. That that feels like if we're in the dumbest fucking possible set of things, that would be how the third doesn't happen. Um, is Chris Wallace the one that's criticized? Because I refuse to follow what's going on with any, any Fox. But I know that one of them has spoken up against him. And is it Chris Wallace? So Chris Wallace is the one who... Uh, I'm, I don't know what time is anymore, but I think it was a month or two ago did an interview with Trump, like a Sunday show interview and in which he sort of fact checked him on a number of his statements. So yeah, it was, he he was more, he was more confrontational than what you would expect from a Fox reporter. Right. Okay. So possibility number three, I don't know. He just strokes out on stage. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. You won't tell me, and that's why I don't know. I won't. I won't. I am a little bit thrown today, Maureen, and I have to tell you why. It's because uh, right before lockdown, I got new glasses. And it was clear that they were not correct for me uh, pretty much immediately. And in fact, I went back and had them redo it and got them like literally right before everything shut down. And I've been sort of living with these shitty glasses that I can't really see out of well. And I finally uh, got new glasses by just ordering them over the internet. And I'm not sure why I didn't do that to begin with, but here we are. And now I can see really well while we're talking. Well, there's a mistake. Don't do that. And I saw on my Twitter feed as you were talking, flip by, apparently as we are talking... Kaylee McEnany is doing a press conference. Mm. She was just asked, what do you say to Americans who blame this administration for 200,000 COVID deaths? And she responded, the fact that we have come nowhere near 2 million deaths is a testament to this president taking immediate action. Want to hear about England? Sure. Because remember, I promised you a cookie. If you were good, talked about what happened in America, despite the fact 
that you will not tell me what's going to happen next Tuesday. I don't. I Like I said, it's just fuzz in my head. Mm. Dan, what's going to happen? <laughs> I'm not joking. It's making me agitated. I don't think anyone could tell you. Tell me you try. You won't try. Uh, okay, fine. I will Yay! tell you. Yay! <laughs> the bar will be set so low for Donald Trump that even though most of his answers are full-fledged lies and he is largely incoherent, they but that he but that he won't have like I don't know stabbed Joe Biden on the stage or actively laughed about the number of COVID deaths. He will be said to have exceeded expectation and almost seem presidential. And then Joe Biden will have a moment where he says, I don't know, North Dakota when he meant right. North Carolina. And they, th it will be constantly talked about how he is elderly and can't, compose and think of facts on the fly. That's what I think it will be. I think that it is a stacked fucking deck. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad that you asked me? Aren't you glad that you bullied me into telling you? That make you happy now? The sauce at this place where I'm going to get the food from is, first of all, Dan, we're going to need to be on Twitter together, have a little back channel with each other, get some nice food, you know, maybe make one of your cereal bowls with the two types of cereal in it. Mm. It's nice, isn't it? But see, to me, eating something that I enjoy while watching something that I hate, mm. I worry that it will make me hate the thing that I enjoy. No, I... I yeah, I feel like food will just always buck you up. You know what I mean? Like, yes. But Dan, all right, here, uh, real England in a nutshell is this. The whole Brexit thing, which officially happened last mm -hmm. year, nothing really happened yet because they hadn't worked out the details of how it was all, all the trade agreements. They right. had a withdrawal agreement, which is technically implemented. And they've been trying to work out in England, in the UK, um, how to sort this all out. And they put together an internal law, which they tried to push through, which would just, in a teeny little way, kind of break international law. So, and oh, their own perfect. laws. And so, you know, um, details. basically, none of that stuff is settled. And if they don't kind of get it all settled and to Brussels by sometime in October, there's no agreement right now like they could crash i believe they could crash through with no deal like no Perfect. trade deal and that would just happen so um meanwhile their numbers in the uk are going up and they have been revising their guidance as far as i can tell like 17 times a day and oh, the, perfect the guidance is so confusing it actually makes ours almost appear to make sense hmm. um things like you can go to restaurants but you have to leave by 10 o'clock. You can oh, only... I forgot about that part about coronavirus. Yeah. 
<laughs> about how it is it comes out at night like a yeah, monster like a like like an american werewolf in london um so you have to leave by 10 you can only be in groups of six or fewer but children under a certain age don't count hmm. also it doesn't count if you're like there's certain gatherings that don't count for example they're allowing you to have Weddings with up to 15 people? Sure. Um, okay. It's, yes. And so. And as many children as you want. So they had a thing that in the, they had a, like a restaurant, um, like a, an initiative where to try to get everyone to go to eat at restaurants, like you would buy, pay for one meal and the government paid for the other to try to buck up. Wow. Yeah. They did this for a while, like in the summer. Um, it was like a eat, I forget it had a, had a name. Um, but, uh, that stopped, but now you can still eat, but you have to leave it and uh, pubs and restaurants by 10. So mm -hmm. I guess that means that those places can have more than six people in them. Um, mean, okay. So, uh, it comes as, okay, I'm going to read from the BBC people. They've Michael Gove says people in England should quote work from home if they can to reduce social mixing plans to have spectator at, at sports fixtures with pause pubs, bars and restaurants and other hospitality venues are have to close by 10. Um, and you can have up to 15 people at a wedding. Um, now last month the government told everyone to go back to the offices, but now right. they're telling people, not to go, like, to not go back into the offices. Um, and uh, they, so they changed that. And, uh, yeah, so, like, for example, um, our family in England, um, there's a big birthday, there's a birthday coming up. And so they can have six people, like, they can have the four members of one family and the two members... Oscar's parents plus one other person because there's a child sure. so that they so they can all so they've all like been like a unit together so that they you know they can have dinner together on the birthday but that's what things are like like it's it's so bananas <laughs> so meanwhile like so in parliament so we watched parliament the other night while they were but we watched parliamentary coverage of them doing the you know thing about this international law and nobody was wearing a mask and I was like, no, why is nobody wearing no. a mask? He's like, it's not really a, it doesn't seem to be a thing as much in the UK. So, you know, there is that. So, you know, gatherings of six or 15 or in a bar and restaurant, but not after 10 o'clock, go back to the office, but do not go back to the office. Well, at least it's a federal response. <laughs> at least it's across the entire fucking country. I don't even know if it is. Well, that's great. Well, here, we the CDC posted guidelines on Friday saying that, in fact, you can catch the virus through airborne transmission, and then they took it down on Monday. So, saying that it was a mistake, that they published a draft. So, you know, I'd still take the British response quite honestly. I don't know that you would, Dan. It's real confusing. <laughs> because they keep... Like multiple times in a day, 
It was like yeah. that time the guy uh, was like, I, I had COVID. So what I did was immediately get in the car with my family and drive four hours oh, north. Right. And then, so, you know, but Dan, really quick, because I know we have to stop soon. I just want to say this. Yeah. Around this time in 2016, 2018, we talked a lot about what to do. This is a coping strategy. Like, what do we do? And I realized that I wasn't even thinking very much in terms of like what to do. Mm -hmm. Because it's like every time we turn around, we get like a dodgeball to the face. Yeah. So like how to do things right now, aside from like, yes, you have to register to vote. If you can be a poll worker, if you make calls, um, that's all super, 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 super important. And it's it's one part of the picture because I think the rest of it is like really like we got to do a lot more. And like what more is there to do? Like things are really fucked and broken and it's not enough to just be like, let's just put this the same shit through again. Like it's not enough. Like we have to get rid of Trump. We have to flip the set. We have to do a lot. And more than that, like bigger than that, structural that, but also like what can we do right now? And one of the only thoughts I had was wouldn't it be nice? Like what, like individual weird shit on our own. I was like, I would love if I could figure out how to do it to get a giant fucking banner. I don't think it would cost that much to do either. I just have to figure out the logistics because there is a fucking Trump store near where my family is. And um, I would love to hang or somehow have something that just constantly drove by or parked outside the Trump store. It just said, you know, what the quote about Trump and veterans or 200,000 people are, you know, like something really hard hitting. I, I mean, there's I likely a billboard right outside. I don't is think it like is. in a strip mall or something like it's that? It's in a strip mall. It's yeah, I'm sure there's mall. a billboard that you could get. Uh, it's it's across from a, I mean, like directly in front of it, in the parking lot. You could hire one of those uh, little trucks, those sign trucks. Yeah, that's sort of what I'm thinking. Like a sign truck that just drives around all day long in those, like all through that area. Yeah. Um, That's like probably not that expensive. I I once looked into the price of billboards in um in Paul Ryan's hometown because uh you know for obvious reasons back when he was a thing and I was shocked at how inexpensive they were you know like a couple of hundred bucks to to get a billboard going and also shocked at how helpful the person was because billboards um they are owned, almost all of them are owned by a couple of billboard conglomerates, but they are still rented at the local level. So they're like local salespeople. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I called, and I would imagine for, for where you're looking, it would be similar. I got someone who lived in that town and basically mm-hmm. was like, well, do you want like, um, do you want billboards for like where he gets his groceries? I was like, yes, I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> Or, you know, his like his drive home from the airport. I'm like, yes, that also. And then she gave me a bunch of different quotes. So billboards are a totally possible thing. What what is that kind of truck called? A billboard truck? Probably called a sign truck. 
I put in sign truck in that mobile billboard truck. There you go. All right. Um, so if you all want a um, Pen uh, Bucks County mobile billboard truck. Boom. All right. There you go. So listen, if uh, any of you, look, if you're all looking for a project, maybe figure out how uh, pricing out a mobile billboard truck and a good message, like something really, really hardcore and guilt-ridden with a graphic, and then how much it would cost to drive it around this area of Bucks County, Pennsylvania, um, and then park in front of the Trump store and like circle the mall and like really, like I, I just a real just dripping, like. <laughs> Like a real, like one of those Trump quotes about like the military or something like that. Something that would really get to those kind of people, those kind of voters. Um, just to really drive that shit around uh, on the, you know, right before the election, a couple days before. Maybe that could be a fun project we could do together. And if it's, you know, basically affordable, um, I'd, I'd do it. <laughs> Just like the idea of you driving it around. That's what I want now. I want so, you God behind the damn wheel. It, just digital mobile. Uh, America had digital LED billboard trucks. Um, yeah, that's. I think that's what I'm yeah, looking for. A digital mobile a truck. I'd need somebody to do the graphic for me. And um, yeah. This is all achievable. This is all achievable. But you know what else is achievable? Making says who possible, which is achievable by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who, where every Sunday you got a whole nother says who at quarantine Sunday at patreon.com slash says who if you sponsor at the $5 a month level. Our theme music is performed by Ted Leo. Our logo is designed by Darth. You can contact us at Says Who Podcast on Twitter. You can email at hey, that is H-E-Y, at SaysWhoPodcast.com. You can join the discussion on Facebook at slash group slash Says Whovians. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard. You can spread the word, subscribe, and please do leave stars and reviews on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen. And you can join us. Are we coming out next Wednesday? Or are we going to come out on I, Thursday? I, I would think next next uh, Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're yeah. next. We're, we're moving into that time of year where we're going to need to shift around a little bit. So keep uh, keep abreast. You can join us next Thursday, which is October 1st, uh, so that you can hear debate, debate, because that will be happening the night that we would normally record. So Thursday, October 1st, make your calendar. A whole lot of people say that the only way they know what day it is is because Sezu always comes out at the same day, same time, all the time. So we are about to have a lot of confused Sezuians. So plenty of forewarning. Thursday is not Wednesday. <laughs> and if you have any ideas about my billboard, about, you know, uh, like if we can get this together, <laughs> um, please email us or tweet at us so I can, uh, that this is something, you know, can 
spread some guilt, put a couple facts on there, you know, like good facts to put on there, like real, like, you know, so if you have these, let me know. Let me know. Let her know. And until then, from my basement in Chicago, I am Dan Sinker. And from my office in New York with my big metal finger, I'm Maureen. Ouch. I'm Maureen Johnson. <laughs> this is Vincent Who. You're going to urgent care again, aren't you? See you tomorrow. <laughs>